0: Hey everyone, and welcome to Brunch and Learn. I'm your host, Nicole Dillon, and this is a podcast for women who love to brunch, like myself. Here, we talk about two of my favorite topics, brunch, obviously, and the idea that we can learn something new every day. Each episode, we'll interview a new female powerhouse, gab as though we're girlfriends at brunch, and learn something for our brains. So let's get started. Hey, brunch friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Brunch and Learn podcast. Today we have guest Tali Vaknin, and she is the force behind a vegan bistro called Willow in Chelsea, New York, as well as a vegan kosher independent-owned chain called Beyond Sushi, which has five New York City locations. I first want to welcome you to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Very excited to be here. How about we kick things right off and tell the listeners more about you, your background, how you got started in the rend- restaurant industry, because I was reading some of your background that you actually started in fashion and merchandising,
1: but how'd you get to where you are today? It's a very interesting point. <laughs> very good question. Um, I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio. And it was always my dream to work in some realm of the fashion industry. Um, I started off going to college at Ohio University, um, where I had a marketing major, but it really wasn't cutting it for me. So um, I took some time off from school and was trying to research and find a college that would allow me to learn the business of fashion and not the design aspect. And I landed up in New York City in 2005 studying at the Laboratory Institute of Merchandising. There I majored in fashion merchandising and I minored in uh, fashion styling. Um, and in my time there, it was you know all about not just schooling, but I guess the world of networking in New York City. And just, I really wanted to put myself out there since I didn't I didn't know a single soul here. So I was going to any sort of meetup event, uh, interning as much as possible, working a part-time job, while being in school and just trying to find my way. Um, And what I loved about New York was just that you could do or be anything that you wanted. And so, you know, and I do think New York takes kind of a, a strong person to be able to not only live here, but to thrive and survive. From 2007, when I graduated, I was offered a position at a company called KCD as a fashion show producer. There, I sort of learned how to dive into the world of fashion um, production, which was really cool because I was working with some of the biggest uh, names in the industry, uh, Mark Jacobs, Vera Wang, to name a few, helping, you know, the company plan and execute different fashion shows. I did carry on various different internships along the way, um, holding marketing jobs I worked in um, a big space called The Water Club, which is a pretty famous restaurant on the waterfront in Midtown East. There, I worked as a venue manager selling events. Um, I always had a dream of working in events in some aspect, whether it was fashion or or planning. I mean, just in general, I'm, I'm such a big list maker and a big planner um, that it came really naturally to me. And I also think... Working from a young age. I mean, I started working at the age of 14. By the time I was 16, I was a telemarketer selling credit cards. Didn't have my own credit card and had no idea how they worked, but <laughs> I was really good at reading scripts and selling. So that's something that I think really helped pave the way for me in, in my future opportunities. While I was in school, I also interned for a really big event producer named Anthony Todd from Australia. He um, had a business in New York City and he was one of the top event designers. So in all of these different jobs, I learned not just planning, but I learned event design and production in different aspects. Um, the only thing that was sort of missing was from this big circle was food, which I never thought I would work in. <laughs> it is, you know, in any in any most great events, catering is such a big uh, component. And it's what sort of makes the event very memorable besides all the decor aspects. So fast forward to 2008. Unfortunately, that's when kind of things hit the fan. I'll say things. (laughs) And um, unfortunately, I got laid off from my position. I was the youngest hire at KCD, and I was unable to carry on my job there anymore working in fashion. So from that point forward, I went back to Anthony Todd and worked under him doing event designs. He gladly took me in under his, under his team where before I was um, interning and now I had my first job there. And then I bounced around a little bit just trying to gain more experience. I worked for a music publishing company um, doing marketing while I was there. They brought me in. One of the main reasons was because of my event background. They were planning a Grammy party in California. So they brought me on to do that event, which was really cool. And then finally, after you know a few more stints in different industries, different jobs, I was looking for something fresh and new. And the economy still wasn't great. And fashion was sort of like a slow-moving thing. And I had a good friend who had another friend <laughs> Who said, Hey, I actually know a chef. I know this is not what you're looking for, but I know he's a good guy and you should meet him because, you know, food has something to do with events. So long story short, that's my, my current husband who I met with, <laughs> who interviewed me, a uh, chef guy. And uh, I went in for the interview with not knowing what to expect. And um, he was working at the time for his father's kosher catering company in Manhattan. And they were looking for a senior events uh, catering person to come on board and help grow their upscale brand within the company from start to finish. Please feel free to stop me if I'm going on and on. Oh,
0: no, it's so interesting. I have an event planning background too. So I'm very interested in all of this.
1: Very cool. cool. So I had um, at that point, I had a few offers on the table and it was just about Seeing where the best fit was for me. And I really loved the idea of not working in corporate and having the ability to sort of like grow and run with a company that was very open minded to new and fresh ideas. And from that point forward, I joined um, the team as the events director. It was a company called Esprit Events, and they had a sister company called Village Crown that was for casual catering. So when I came in, and did his free events, I had the opportunity to not only redo and design their website, but any kind of connections that they needed for getting into venues in New York City was all on my plate, literally. <laughs> so um, I first worked with Guy to create various menus with him. We worked on getting them photographed. We worked on putting different proposals together. And I literally took my experience as a telemarketer cold calling various mm-hmm. venues and event planners around the city and just trying to get in the door to offer them a free tasting because I knew that with Guy by my side, there was there was no stopping us. We were a really good team working together. And it's funny nowadays, people say, well, how do you work with your husband? And I say, I don't know if I could not work with him, to be honest, because that's all we've ever known. <laughs> so I think to be honest, like if we didn't work together, that's when the problems would be created. Um, we, we balance each other really well. He would create and I would sell. Um, we would, you know, we challenge each other in so many different ways. It just works. So the bottom line is we grew to be, to being the number one kosher catering in New York city. And we were doing events at some of the largest venues. We brought in event planners that are really notable in the city. And we started selling events under the kosher name for for weddings, charity events, all sorts of different cocktail functions, in many cases the clients weren't even kosher. They just enjoyed the food and they liked the presentation. That's uh that closes that chapter of the book. <laughs> That's my background and experience and then from that point I can if you're ready discuss how I got into food even further and how we ventured off from that to beyond sushi.
0: Yeah, that yeah. That felt like a cliffhanger (laughs) and then how did Beyond Sushi and Willow come about?
1: Okay. So while we were in, in the catering company, Guy developed a product. We were looking to develop a product that, you know, in the kosher world, you can't mix meat and dairy. Um, Anyways, um, we needed to find something that we could have at different functions that basically was vegan, didn't have a mix of either. And that's when he started playing around um, with the idea of vegan sushi and coming up with a station because there was always these, these like huge fish sushi stations at different weddings, but there was never anything that spoke to just plain old fruits and vegetable sushi. So he worked with one of the sushi chefs in the house, came up with the product. We started launching it at different tastings and people were buying into it. From that point, we exposed it at the New York Vegetarian Food Festival just to see what people would say sort of trial and error. We sold out really within the beginning of the show. And every question and every comment was, where's the storefront? So that sort of rang a bell for us. And we were sort of growing out of our positions within the company anyways. I mean, we were working it was a family run business, which was great and all, but we wanted to kind of spread our wings. And at that point, guys said, hey, you know, I'm looking to, try something on my own. I believe in the product. Everybody wanted a storefront. And we said, I gave him my blessing. And I said, all right, go do your thing. A few months later, December, 2012, he had called me and he said, I need you (laughs) to come on board. I wanna build out the catering division of this. I wanna move forward. So I ended up leaving his father's company as well, um, joined forces with him. And this is actually happened to me right after he proposed to me. Yeah, I had so many questions
0: like, wait, when did you get married?
1: <laughs> yeah, we got married in August 2013. Literally everything in our lives has happened at once. It's just been nonstop, go, go, go. And that's just like sort of how we jumped into things. So he proposed to me. I mean, there was a whole chase involved. And I was like, no, you're kind of my boss. Not really my, you know, <laughs> you're not my type, all these things, but there was something different about him. He was super spontaneous and like driven like nobody I've ever seen. And we just really got along. So he proposed and we literally put some, you know, all of our money into the first Beyond Sushi concept, like crazy people, just because of the idea and the belief that we thought no matter what, we're going to be successful with this so we wouldn't take it any other way. So we opened our storefront in 2012. July 2012 on 14th Street between 2nd and 3rd Avenue, tiny little spot, three tables and 12 chairs. And that's where the magic started. And I also wanted to know what was that
0: like of breaking, I guess you both breaking away from the family business? Was that hard or, I don't know, a bad, left a bad relationship with? I think it, your father-in-law, I
1: I, I think it improved the relationship. I think um, my husband comes from a huge, like Israeli Moroccan family. And I think everybody on that side is, you know, has their opinions and everybody's kind of strong-minded as on my side, I'm Israeli Hungarian, so we're like very spicy together. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it was it was time to part ways, and I think there was like a mutual respect there. So all around, everybody gave us our blessings. Um, and he had just finished a stint on Hell's Kitchen um, on ABC Hell's Kitchen, working with Gordon Ramsay. So he gave us a really great opportunity for press around the brands. Um, typically, if you win the show, you go and you open a steakhouse with Gordon Ramsay. didn't make it to the end um so he went off and opened a vegan concept and and it worked out really well for us it was a good kind of push to get things started in the right direction
0: i didn't yeah i didn't know that i saw the uh, shark tank (laughs) did not know the hell's kitchen part that's so
1: cool the first uh tv um appearance was was hell's kitchen and it was a great learning experience because he went there you know really you know with the idea to um to cook and just to make that his main focus and like not mess up and while he did a great job with that it at the end of the day it is a reality tv show and they were looking for a little bit more drama i think <laughs> but, oh. you know they just things that we learned and along the way um, but it really gave him kind of the platform and the voice to to move forward and speak on more serious things you know in the future
0: did he go to culinary school
1: he did um Prior to meeting me in 2010, he went to the Institute of Culinary Education. Um, I think it was a two-year program that he finished. And right after he finished, that's when he became the executive chef of his father's company. In fact, his dad ended up going on a trip to Israel for a year and sort of left him with the company to not only be the executive chef and run the day-to-day, but to handle all operations. So that really paved the way for him um in what we do now which is not just he's not just cooking and creating menus he's really running the operation part of things um and he does have you know military background so that I think also helps with you know how he runs the business with me um which is very military and very organized and there's a lot of leadership involved
0: yeah it's a uh, CIA up by me pretty in much in the Hudson. <laughs> Yeah. Do they, does your family still have like the catering business?
1: So um, they recently sold it. It was about maybe a year ago. Um, his father was able to retire and um, move on. It was, you know, it was a hard career for him, but he's kind of delved into many other things since then. So um, it was time. So we sort of are taking on the family uh, tradition of continuing to work in food, but, you know, doing our own thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And are you and your husband both vegan now? We certainly are. Um, we were not when we started, uh, we opened the first Beyond sushi concept as vegetarian and we didn't realize how big back then in 2012, the vegan community was. And now it's even, I mean, Hmm. it's just like, it's not only a trendy, but it's, it's like a way of life. Um, And people would come in, in the masses and say, well, I just don't understand why it's not vegan. And they would fill us in on, you know, different podcasts to listen to, different videos to watch documentaries and just really inform us and educate us. And the only products we had in a few of our sauces was there was some egg products. Other than that, everything was actually vegan. So it wasn't really hard to make the transition. Um, And I think just after really learning, And educating ourselves. I mean, we were already animal lovers, but it really took things to another level for us. And it wasn't easy. It wasn't hard for us to transition. And back then there certainly weren't even like half the amount of products that you can see today. I mean, there wasn't oat milk that was readily available. There wasn't, you know, all these imitation products that you could use and manipulate to make them taste good so so it was good yeah and from there we expanded um pretty much almost every year we opened a new location our second location was Chelsea Market in 2013. 2014 we opened our West 56th Street location I got pregnant with our first child brought him into it was like I think a week before we opened that I gave birth it was just craziness uh, but we plunged through and from there we opened our flagship our largest location. Lastly, we opened one in Nolita. That was um, the latest one. And then we had a little pandemic baby called Willow. (laughs) We just uh, decided to go crazy during the pandemic like we always do. Um, We found a space that was reasonably priced and um, a lot of our plans had changed during the pandemic. Unfortunately, you know, for the restaurant business, um, things got flipped upside down and there was no knowing if you're gonna sink or float. And um, we we just didn't see any other way. We needed to be innovative and do whatever we could to come out with something fresh and new. Um, so we took this new space and we've always wanted to kind of venture out and try other different types of cuisine. Um, and what we found is that not everybody wants to eat just the fruits and vegetables and whole grains. Let's do something that's a little bit more comfortable um, we came up with the idea of doing vegan comfort food. And um, it was more so about making things relatable to uh, the non-vegans. We wanted people to come in and feel like, you know, they're still getting something really unique and affordable, but something that there's just nothing missing from the plate. You know what I mean? So we recently opened Willow a few months ago and it's been booming. Thank God. I mean, we we took a big risk and like we always do. <laughs> and fortunately it's It's been a good start for us. I wanted
0: to know what are some of your favorite items or things you'd recommend on the menu at both restaurants.
1: Oh gosh. So right now, because I'm actually pregnant with our third child.
0: Oh congrats. (laughs) Thank you.
1: Everything tastes good to me. And I just I don't eat in moderation anymore. I just like I just stuff it in. Um that's what I do. But I would say right now my my like my biggest craving at Willow, our newest location, is the calamari. We have this pinko crusted uh king oyster mushroom calamari that comes with this delicious herb marinara sauce and a horseradish mayo. It is to die for. Um it is just so good and it it resembles the flavor in such a real way, the textures there, the taste is there and it's delicious. So I would say um, if you stop by, it's sort of an appetizer size. I would definitely try the calamari. And the other thing that I love is the hickory smoked burger, which we do make with the impossible meat product, but I don't, can't say all the secrets, but chef guy does a lot of manipulating to the product to make it what it is. So it's not just, you know, taking that product and popping it on the grill. Like he smokes it for a long time. Um, with hickory flavors, and then it's topped off with uh, tappellini onions, Roma tomato, arugula has a chipotle sauce, and a really soft, fluffy brioche bun. Delicious. I'm hungry now. <laughs> so that's those are my go-tos for Willow at Beyond Sushi. Um, so this is interesting. Actually, this week on Monday, Chef Guy has come out with a brand new Beyond Sushi menu. Um, at our flagship location only, but we are going to be launching by the end of the month at all of our Beyond Sushi locations. Completely turned over the menu to something new. Took a lot of the old and off the menu, and we've sprinkled it with some new really exciting items. That location, I would say right now, and I'm still, I still haven't tried everything yet, but I would say um, the spicy crab sushi roll. Um, we've never used any sort of like imitation, anything at the Beyond Sushi menu. And now um, I believe he's more open-minded to doing that. So we have a jackfruit um, spicy crab sushi roll, which is delicious. And it comes with Yamagobo, avocado, chili strands, ponzu sauce, and a toasted cayenne sauce. The menu totally transformed mm-hmm. and it's completely global flavors, but it's it's more Asian themed versus... we were trying to do before which was adding in a lot of different flavors from from the globe we had um, kebabs on the menu we had our burger on the menu the direction we're going in now is really just opening multiple different types of concepts with different types of cuisine so beyond sushi is going to remain what it was originally which is asian fusion menu items which is great
0: all sounds delicious I wish my husband could cook and I hope he, he doesn't hear that part <laughs> but he knows he okay. can't
1: cook <laughs> careful with your words because <laughs> I don't even like guy cook in my home in our home <laughs> I he, if he cooks it's delicious it takes him about 20 minutes and then it takes me around three hours to clean up his mess so <laughs> he's he is a great cook he's a great chef but I I like to do the cooking at home <laughs> ah. so be careful what you wish for
0: <laughs> is what do you make at home
1: Oh my gosh, I make everything. Um, I mean, I have to try to make it, you know, kid friendly because I've got my my two work rats at home. Um, but we do a lot of um couscous and in bean meals, we do a lot of stews and I mean you name it, we do everything um vegetable base.
0: I also want to know, like, what's your day-to-day like restaurateur life like and striking that balance when it comes to also raising a family?
1: Oh gosh, it's It is a challenge. I'm not going to lie. You know, when Guy and I decided to do this and each time we expanded, we gave each other the look and we said, can we do this? Should we do this? We always made a decision together and there was always a sacrifice involved for both of us. You know, if you're going to take on more in the business at this point, I'm going to take on more with the kids and then we swap and we switch. It's not easy. Guy works a lot. I mean, he has one day off a week that we do family days, but you know, I'm mostly working from home these days during the pandemic. But what I would say, I mean, for anybody who's running their own business and and just really trying to focus on work is to not feel guilty about getting help. Um, I'm so thankful and fortunate that I've had some you know wonderful babysitters that have come along and given me a hand, and that allows me to take my whatever hours I dedicate to work, really focus on that, and then know that my kids are well taken care of you know and then we have mommy dates and dad dates and family time we we carve out time for everything um but it's not easy it's a struggle you know i there were many times where you know my husband would be working on the weekends and you know i'd be taking the kids to sports activities or taking them around the neighborhood and trying to meet up with other friends and there was always both parents there in most cases so you know, I was solo a lot of the time, um, but that again was the sacrifice that we made in the beginning years of, of my children's lives in order to hopefully <laughs> provide them with a much brighter and better future. Um, and I think we're also serving as good role models to them in a sense because they see the work ethic, the dedication and the drive. Um, they love They love talking about what we do. We've tried to visit their schools a few times. Um, to showcase what we do, and and it's fun. I mean, you know, our, our family is all about food and fun and entertaining and being um, hospitable and having people over. So, you know, it's been a challenge, but um, I think the bottom line is communication and um, just making sure that Guy and I carve out, you know, the specific family time, but then also time for ourselves to just get away from it all because a lot of times when we're just the two of us, it's so easy to get captured and lost and just talking about work all the time so you know we do little surprises for each other i signed guy up for his birthday to do goat yoga <laughs> yeah. do random things um and even if it's not as often as like most people will go out on dates we try to make them very memorable and fun i was thinking back
0: of i mean it was original question but you already answered it of i i could not imagine working with my husband and <laughs> yeah. glad you work so well together and I can't imagine also, yeah, how busy you guys
1: are. <laughs> it is crazy. I mean, we, we're we not stopping with expansion plans. We, we definitely want to continue on opening new concepts and we have some things in the works. And then, you know, our daughter is going to be born in July. So we have that coming up. But I think both of us would like agree that life would be pretty boring if it wasn't the way it was. I mean, we're just... We're the type of people we know how to relax, but we like to go, 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 and we like to keep busy and and achieve things, and so um, that's what keeps driving us. and And it's been fun. and And the pandemic is as bad as it's been for so many people. I mean, we we're thankful, you know, for our health, and we're thankful to have family relations, and that's the bottom line. I mean, everything else will fall into place, and it's been a crazy challenge for us along with I'm sure many other restaurateurs and other businesses but um, we're just so lucky and so humbled to have the support from our customers and to to have been able to keep our doors open the best that we can and to keep creating and to keep surprising people and we're doing our best to um, just keep giving new things to the public.
0: Yeah that was another question I had for you What's next for you guys with Beyond Sushi, Willow, anything new coming up that you could share or expansion or anything?
1: Yeah, um, I think for now, we're sort of putting opening more Beyond Sushi's on hold. Um, We have that new menu that we just launched. And by the end of the month, we're going to have it at all the locations. We have our comfort food, you know, at Willow. The next in line is well, there's two concepts. We have a vegan taqueria that we've come out with a menu for, as well as um, a Middle Eastern vegan concept. Um, so, those are two um, really exciting additions that will be coming out probably within the next year. We're looking at spaces. Um, so, we're aligning all of our branding and menus. And turning more, I guess, into a hospitality group. So before just having one concept now, we're seeing that people like and enjoy being able to try various different things. So um we're gonna stay on that track and just keep keep expanding and then hopefully continue expanding our catering division, um, which has been doing really successful. We're doing a lot of vegan weddings now. Um, and, yeah, take it from there. I mean, <laughs> Eventually, you know, we might part ways with this line of work, but for now, we see it as an opportunity to keep growing in in New York City.
0: It's amazing. Can't imagine your team size. (laughs)
1: Um, Well, it's reduced a lot since the pandemic. We had around 100 staff members before the pandemic, and now it's probably a quarter of that. But things are turning brighter with the vaccine in place. And I think that, you know, a lot of people are feeling more comfortable to dine out. So we're back into hiring mode and trying to bring on some great talents. Um, and oh, I am definitely looking forward to being able to announce know brunch menu, which will <laughs> most likely kick off at Willow. My husband makes some amazing lemon ricotta pancakes, hundred percent vegan and kosher. I don't know how he does it. He still won't share with me, but, um, stay tuned for an awesome brunch menu coming out at Willow as well.
0: Yeah. Thanks for closing with that. Spoiler.
1: Yeah. <laughs> for sure. I
0: love, uh, yeah, ricotta pancakes.
1: So good. So good. But you have to try the vegan version.
0: I, I know. Surprise, I so. I am so fascinated with Beyond Sushi. I mean, it just looks so delicious.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Well, I really hope that you get a chance to come try in person and Oh, yeah. Oh what everybody is only only 60% of our customers. Um, I'm sorry, only 40% of our customers are actually vegan. So we're, we're really trying to relate and make our food relatable to non vegans. So I'd love to get your feedback.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I want to check out that brunch menu. <laughs> Absolutely. You'll be the first to be invited in. You got it. Awesome. Well, anything else you wanted to share before we actually do talk about
1: brunch more? I think that's it. I mean, for now, I, I feel like I've covered such much. a, yeah, I I'm love sure. your story. <laughs> I think most of our followers and customers, like, nobody really knows the background and like, nobody knows that we started off in catering. And that's why when we do these big, you know, charity galas now or, or weddings, it's, it's very easy for us. Cause that is our background. Um, you know, doing catering, but it's, it's nice to be able to share that story and be able to tell people what, where we came from and what, what's been going on.
0: Definitely. All right, I'm excited to talk about brunch and I want to know from you, what is your favorite brunch meal, restaurant recipe? Like tell us what your dream brunch is. What are you eating? What are you drinking
1: or where are you? I'm somewhere in the Caribbean. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, you know, I, I love trying all different sorts of restaurants, but I would say, honestly, like the typical Israeli breakfast is like my go-to. Um, you know, they have so many varieties of like colorful salads and fresh homemade breads and dips and jams and everything of that nature. That's, you know, when we do like a big brunch or big breakfast with our family, we like we stuff the table, we fill the table. And because my husband's Moroccan, we have all the Moroccan salads included as well. Um, But, you know, I think it just depends, especially now that I'm pregnant, what I'm in the mood for, like, right now, my go to may be kind of boring for some people, but I'm really big on oats with banana and um, either almond or peanut butter, some chia seeds, some hemp seeds in there, a little bit of vanilla extract. That's like my, that's been my go-to morning meal, (laughs) Um, which is actually pretty filling and delicious. Um, But yeah, I mean, like I said earlier on, my husband's recipe for the ricotta pancakes are are what I've been trying to get him to share with me because I have to wait until he's in the mood to make them. (laughs) um but that that's probably my favorite.
0: Awesome. And what are you drinking? at brunch.
1: Oh, when my Well, when I'm not pregnant, I'm definitely having a nice bloody mary. <laughs> um I mean, really I've been doing a lot of fresh squeezed juices. I mean, I um at our new Willow restaurant, we have a variety of really great juices. We have one with um celery and cucumber that I love. It has a little bit of mint in there. Um so I'm mostly doing just juicing now um, and just you know, sticking to that. But other than that, you know, a good Bloody Mary always calls my name.
0: Random question. Has meat ever like creeped up in a craving, like a pregnancy craving or not at all?
1: No, only pickles. Okay. Um, <laughs> definitely not. I am such a huge animal lover. Like that, that's my main reason for for being vegan. Everybody has their own reason. There's no way there's just no way. I just, I can't even fathom the idea. And even with our children, I mean, we give them the choice, we educate them and we give them the choice and they choose, they choose not to. Um, we just have a love for animals and we just don't see the need. I mean, if you have everything available to you, then why go down that route? Why cause pain and suffering when you don't need to? Um, That's what we're trying to portray, that people come to our restaurant chain and see how easy it is to be able to eat, you know, delicious meals and not have any suffering involved.
0: Since we talked about brunch, and this is a brunch and learn podcast, we learned a ton from you today, uh, but wanted to switch it around and ask you, you can answer one or both of these questions, uh, but what is one thing that you learned this week, and it could be anything, or what was the last thing you googled
1: god i google like such random stuff and it's usually like all hours in the middle of the night when i can't sleep but um i can't think of the last thing that i googled it was probably something that had to do with like home improvement because we just moved into our first house um but i would say the, the main thing that i'm learning now with our family all together is we have about eight garden beds that we just designed and planted in our backyard and so we're growing our first fruit and vegetable and herb garden together. So I've been learning everything from, this sounds crazy, but topsoil to which kind of manure is best <laughs> to fertilize plants. Hmm. Um, so it's been trial and error and we're we're waiting for things to sprout. And we hope that all this like work and dedication is is going to pay off and we're going to be able to actually use some of our produce for the restaurants and do some really cool cooking things at home and share it with our influencers and our social media following. Um, but I would say that's, I'm really learning about gardening these days. That's so cool. I, I wanted to
0: compost at one point and then where I'm at in the woods, like I keep hearing that bears are going to get into it. And yeah, And That's so interesting. Definitely wanted to do that. And then finally, where can people... Find you or the restaurants on the internet and say hi.
1: Sure, we have Beyond Sushi NYC is our Instagram account there, and Willow New York with New York spelled out. Um, those are our two Instagram handles. I'm just Tali Vokney and you're gonna find mostly pictures of my kids (laughs) but if that interests you feel free to pop in and say hey and of course we have our websites online and we are just so grateful blessed and humbled to meet all the people that we've met from around the world Um, so shout out to everybody that has crossed paths with myself and guy and just to note that we we so appreciate the support in the business because without our biggest fans we we would have not been able to do the things that we've done thank you awesome thank you again for joining us on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me and let me have a voice to talk about things that I love. And uh, can't wait to have you in the restaurants. Hey, friends. Virtual hugs for completing another episode of
0: the Brunch and Learn podcast. Did you learn something new this episode? I sure did. If you're loving the podcast, don't shy away from showing your love. Consider rating and reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts. And if you want to hear more guests and episodes, head over to our website at womenwhobrunch.com for episodes, recipes, blog posts, updates on events, and much more. See you guys soon.